This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When I started the podcast, it wasn't even intended to be solely about hunting. From Full Draw Film Tour, I have a vegan free shirt. I almost wore it to their grand opening. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a bad idea. But <laughs> it's a sacred thing. It's like church. I equate it to, to church. And he's sitting there, he's like, oh, oh, I tore my knees. Oh, I can't continue on. Oh, wait, no, I can because I'm not a pussy like living country in the city. I'm not going to sit and just go after any and every brand. I've had a few brands of Approach me and I've turned them down. Funny enough, that's not even close to one of the most downloaded episodes. Really? But that is one of my favorites. Hey y'all, this is Sam, and you're listening to the Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. You and I and everybody listening to this owns 640 million acres. I think he killed more deer drinking his coffee, smoking his cigarette in the pickup truck than I did spending all that time freezing my butt off. Something that I would hope is that people realize that those are wild animals and they have savage natures. I look forward to packing animals out. I look forward to that pain of success. Doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter where you live. I've said it before and you know what? I'll say it again louder for the people in the back. Your present circumstance should not limit your passions. This is Jay Scott of the Jay Scott Outdoors podcast. Hey, this is Ryan Callahan. Hi, this is Jules McQueen. Hey everybody, Jason Carter here with Epic Outdoors. Hey guys, this is Tim Burnett with Solo Hunter. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey y'all, I'm out in Montana just finishing up my elk hunt. And y'all, because it is crazy and it is hunting season, I've had a few interviews fall through and have not been able to get together with the couple of people that I wanted to release for this week. So I don't have a new episode for y'all this week. But to tide y'all over, I was actually a guest on the Restless Native podcast with Brad Luttrell. He's one of the co-founders of the Go Wild app. 
If y'all have been following me on Instagram, you may have noticed me posting about it uh, a while ago. And while y'all that have been listening for a while may have pieced together bits and pieces about my story and what I'm doing, we really get into, well, just about everything about me. It's kind of fun being on the other side of the mic again. So I thought I'd share this one with y'all. And hopefully this will tide y'all over until I'm able to release a new episode next week. So without further ado, here is the Restless Native podcast with Brad Luttrell and me as a guest. Today on Restless Native, I have no idea what you're about to hear about from today's guest because I have not yet recorded the interview. I was thinking about it and I decided to do today's uh, intro for the podcast unscripted and to do it before the interview instead of waiting until afterwards and pulling it all back together in a nice kind of pre-written, uh, more, more thought out uh, intro. And this could be for better or worse, but here, here are the things I know about today's guest. I admire him for his honesty. I admire him for his, um, his integrity behind what he's doing. Uh, I think he's more sophisticated at marketing than a lot of the people I've seen doing it for uh, or within the outdoor industry. I think he brings something from working outside of that. He's got a skill set that uh, maybe is a little less common or maybe it's just more refined. I think um, Sam's a good storyteller. And he's a good interviewer and just a fun guy to talk to. I've gotten to meet him. I met him this summer uh, at the Professional Outdoor Media Association conference. And funny enough, we didn't actually record when we were together. We were both recording, as you've heard, over the last few shows of mine um, and, and his as well. You know, I, I, we were both recording a uh, buttload of content to, to release later, and we didn't actually even talk to each other. So now here we are bringing it back together. And... What I, what I find interesting about Sam is he's kind of like me. He's an outsider to the industry. Um, he's he's probably been doing something related to the outdoor industry about as long as I have. I, I met him, uh, honestly, through an Instagram account when we started Go Wild. You know, we didn't have an app yet, so I was just getting to know people that I could meet and connect to th- through that Instagram account. And much has changed since then. Uh, for both of us, you know, Sam is going to have an announcement about his podcast and uh, he's going to talk about why he did that, what that was like. But I want to hear what I hope to remember to ask Sam about today is what it's been like to be so openly new to the industry um, and, and what he was doing didn't necessarily put him into the industry at first. I think his decision to podcast it and to try to do it at the level he has that's what really put him in the industry to just come out and be open about the fact that you're new to hunting doesn't maybe open you up to some of the criticisms that I've, I think Sam has experienced. I I distinctively remember unfollowing somebody for a snarky comment to Sam and criticizing his journey and, and you know, talking about it was over its first kill uh, from a hunt. And I thought that was really rude, but I, I also, I want to hear Sam's perspective on if that was really, if he thinks that was due to the fact that he was trying to do something that he could turn into making a living at and was so open about not being experienced in. Or in other words, you're obviously very new to hunting, yet you want to be in the hunting industry. 
and I want to know if if Sam thinks that he's had criticisms because of that, or if it's just the you know I don't I don't know what he's going to say. I really don't. I'm I'm interested to hear this. This guy's really perceptive. He's really observant, and I think he's really texting me right now. Um, <laughs> Sam, uh, for a podcaster who uh, doesn't have Skype yet, you're off to a slow start. So maybe this is really beyond the hunting industry. But no, I, I'm I'm serious. I uh, Sam got a new laptop, so he's downloading Skype. Um, but anyways, I'm just interested to hear. If he thinks some of those criticisms would have been there starting a new podcast, if they would have existed in other ways, maybe it would have been different criticism. Um, and I'm interested, honestly, I'm, I'm curious how much of this he's even picked up on. I mean, I, I assume he has. I can't imagine you haven't. But I, I just want to know what it's been like for him. I know I've had instances of being very, uh, having people be very standoffish to me. And uh, in some ways, it's kind of funny because you could play up to a good old boy uh, club, good old boy club that, you know, is very standoffish to new people. Some might even say paranoid. I've experienced some of that. I mean, I experienced some of that last week um, in which I had somebody kind of berate me a little bit and and tell me that I was new and, you know, though I've got so much more experience. And it's, it's kind of bizarre to me that this happens in some ways, but really it doesn't, it's not just outdoor industry specific I can think back to other instances of this happening in my career uh, so I guess it's just people people uh, like to let you know that that they've got more experience than you and they know better than you and what makes uh, the most interesting story out of all that what makes the most uh, fun story to be a part of and to, to watch someone tell is the story in which someone conquers that environment so the story in which someone does have that challenge and they don't care and they they uh, may get knocked down once, twice, three times, but they continue to get back up. I think those are the people that make it. And I think Sam is one of those people. Uh, he's he's had a long road. He's had an interesting road, uh, and I am very excited to hop on this podcast and hear about it. So as uh, Sam probably frantically installs Skype here so that he can dial in, let's get this thing rolling. This is Restless Native with podcaster, writer, and the host of a new show, which we'll find about here soon. Sam Ayers. All right, Sam, you just said it best. It's always nice to show up on somebody else's podcast and not have to do all the hard work with the questions. So welcome aboard the, the next cushy hour of your life to Restless Native. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll be, I admit, you know, it's funny being on yours because I always tell people when, uh, when I, I recommend them that they need to talk to you, uh, be a guest on your podcast, I'm like, see, Brad's really good at like researching people <laughs> and like, he'll like talk to your third grade teacher and find out that like <laughs> one little weird fact. Me, I'm like half of the time, I'm lucky if I know your name before I'm interviewing you on the podcast. I mean, if we're being completely honest. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've done some shows where I do dive in really deep like that. And uh, I've done some where I just show up and I forgot we were doing it. And then like all of a sudden we're recording a podcast 10 minutes later. Um, I've had various levels of that. I do usually try to poke around because I, I usually want to find my goal is to find what nobody else is asking about. And uh, I used to listen to the shows that 
people had done before. I don't do that always now because I find it biases me a little bit. Um, I think my brain works enough differently from the other hunting podcasts that I'm not going to come in and it's like Scott Ellis. I got Scott Ellis coming back on my show. And the first time he came on, he's like, all right, which turkey calls do you want me to do samples of? And I was like, no, dude, it's not that kind of podcast. He's like, well, well, oh, are we doing deer hunting? All right, what do you want me to call? I'm like, no, 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 man. Like, we're not going to, like, leave your calls at home. We're not doing that. Uh, you know, it's just a totally different vibe that a lot of the, a lot of the other hosts do. Your show's like that, though. No, I definitely. It's, see, though, mine's, mine's so random is, because I will, I'll have that episode where, like, when I talked with South Cox, uh, you know, we talked about very specifically about traditional bow hunting when i talked with jay scott what did we talk about of course we talked about coos deer hunting in arizona my buddy Locke, we talked very tactically about turkeys but then i did another episode recently that i'll, I'll be releasing in a couple of weeks with remy adelaki he's not even a hunter dude's like a former navy seal he's just a super badass guy one of the most inspirational dudes i've ever talked to um and we just literally it was just an episode about you know, being a good person kind yeah. of a thing, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's funny. I just like rolling of, with uh, what feels natural. Some of your shows, like even your really hunting shows have good life lessons. I still, I still think the show, and I haven't listened to all your shows. I don't claim to, and I know you haven't listened to all mine probably either, but it's always tough a podcast, but I kind of pick around on yours every now and then and look at different episodes. And the one that I've liked the most was the one with Jessica where it's like a real time capture, uh, or maybe you guys, maybe you sat down and actually like relived it right after. I think that might've been more what was going on there. Yeah. But like you got, you got to hear the ups and downs of the hunt and it was, it's kind of like, like the nature of hunting is also life lessons, right? Like you all got a lot of that was about failure and like keeping your chin up. And I think you walked away from that hunt without getting anything. Right. So it was like a really tough experience when you thought you were going to come down it's texas for pigs you like think you're gonna come down and slay it and then you had a kind of a hard time right that was that was so rough like that was honestly like you do you know it's a texas pig hunt you think what is there's not like where's the helicopter and the ar (laughs) yeah i mean you know it's still an archery hunt but it's still there's not much that has a higher level of success there and and man it was literally just a study in all the possible things that could go wrong in a hunt and i mean we had a full week and we saw plenty of pigs and i mean there was a lot that was due to my personal like lack of skill in certain areas and there's other stuff that happened and so there's a lot of happenstance too in that that episode too like yeah the wind shifts or or whatever but but like that whole time you guys aren't just talking about hunting like it's just it was an interesting show i I, if anybody's gonna check out your show for the first time and check it out uh i recommend it all right man before we get too much uh you and i'll start bantering and we'll forget where no one knows who you are uh actually i think a lot of my guys know who you are but i (laughs) I want you to do an introduction i always like to try to get that out of the way early so tell people a little bit about yourself um you don't have to quite go back to birth but you know give a little little insight i think for you you kind of need some of that background to really understand where you've been and what you're doing well you know got the name sam Ayers. uh i uh I host my own podcast called, well, (laughs) uh, you know, we'll talk about it on the show, but uh, as of, I guess, this week, it'll be called The Wild Initiative, used to be called Living Country in the City. You know, I'm sure we'll get all kinds of into that. Uh, But, you know, I'm 
I'm a rookie. I am. I like to say I am a city bred country boy. Is I grew up in the uh, the wilds of Los Angeles and Orange County, Southern California, um, on the mean streets of the suburbs of Orange County. You know, I mean, I just uh, you can spot was, spot and a, stalk some like Korean barbecue and tacos with the best of them. <laughs> oh man, all day long. You you know. Y'all think you've had Mexican food, but yeah, until dude. until you've lived in Southern California, you know, you just, there's nothing like it. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm the adult onset hunter and I know, you know, we'll get into this, but uh, I just, I just decided one day I wanted to start hunting. I got into the outdoors and uh, started doing all this country stuff in the city and wanted to document it. So um, that's kind of where I came from. I'm, I guess I'd like to say this is we're coming into my official third season of hunting. Um, and I'm excited to see, uh, see where we go from here. But yeah, that's the elevator version of me. Then when you started doing the podcast, were you thinking of hunting as an industry or, or were you thinking of like, I'm going to tell my story personally? So <clears throat> the podcast was actually kind of later. The podcast I want to say was almost two years into quote unquote, the living country in the city brand. Um, and when I started the podcast, it wasn't even intended to be solely about hunting. Hunting was one of the many facets. So I started this brand to where I, I had, you know, I use the term brand in quotes. It was literally just an Instagram page and a blog. And I had a lot of friends. I was posting about going and shooting my bow, going to line dancing at country nights, going to these country concerts. And I had a lot of friends that were asking me, they're like, holy crap, I love line dancing. I, I didn't know you could do that in LA. Where do, you, where do you do that? Oh, holy crap. I saw you shooting your bow uh, the other day. Uh, and I used to do that as a kid and I loved it. You know, where can I go learn that? And I, I was just like, you know, it'd be fun to start something that just features this stuff and really kind of centers around reviewing this kind of stuff from the perspective of someone in the city and expanding that. And, and so I kind of started this blog and I thought, you know, I'll write a couple of blogs a month. I'll list events. And, um, I'm, I'm really long winded when I write, especially. And I just, I struggled to get myself to write. And like in the first year I wrote like a handful of blogs and I just realized I'm like, this isn't for me. Uh, so after about a year and a half, something like that, I, I'd been listening to a podcast. It was actually a political podcast for the host. He loved to encourage people to start their own businesses, start their own podcasts. He would kind of give people advice and inspiration. And at the same time, I was just getting started into this whole, like into focusing more around hunting. And, you know, I kind of, I I was like, well, geez, I wonder if there's any hunting podcasts. And I, you know, I I kind of decided to to start a podcast about this living country in the city thing, but also about hunting and and it was I was gonna interview country music artists and and gun manufacturers and and this and that. And I I had one episode with country music artists. It was my very first episode. It was a local group called Honey County. And then my second episode was about hunting and then the subsequent hundred and 16 some episodes that I've done since then were all about hunting. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Suffice to say hunting took over my life. Um, 
and it does that it i mean I, I hesitate actually to even say hunting took over my life hunting became my life yeah it it defines me now like yeah. it is <laughs> I, I i couldn't even think of many things like if you asked me you know to describe myself in you know a handful of words i can't think of many that would i at off the top of my head i can't think of any that would take precedence over a hunt being a hunter at this point yeah or at least trying to be <laughs> yeah i think it's um it's always in my batch of five there too i mean i think of some things that are just totally different from it i mean there's been not not lately because of go wild i I don't get to run as much but like that's been a huge part of my life uh over the last 10 years i i think of my family obviously i got i got kids and a wife um i think of cooking cooking comes to mind for me and like my descriptor and then i never thought i was a tech guy like i'm honestly it's kind of funny because in a lot of ways I'm not good at tech. Um, like I, I don't. The guys here all nerd out when Apple does their. It might be. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know like how often it is that they do their their announcements. Uh, Chris is probably like yelling at his phone or wherever he's listening to this podcast if he's listening. But you know they do their annual conference where they release all the stuff and like I don't care. I use a busted iPhone that has been around uh, pretty much since we came out of beta. The team keeps making fun of me. Because I, I keep showing people the app on my busted phone that it's not the screen's not broken, it's just like scuffed all up and I'm like, I don't I don't want the new one. I don't like they're they're getting too big now. Like I, I liked my little iPhone five that I had back in the day. So in a lot of ways I wouldn't have defined yeah, there, there you go. Uh I wouldn't have defined myself as a tech guy, but I guess that kind of is has worked its way into my like description because now I get introduced as the the founder of a tech company. So I guess um I guess that's part of it, but I always think about hunting and I'm like, I'm not just that, but that is such a huge portion of what I do and what I, and I don't even get to do it as much as I would like to these days. I think last year I got out for 28 days total and that's not full days. That's a lot of half day hunts, but, uh, that's, that's a heck of a lot more than the average hunter. Um, and according to our recent surveys, uh, it's kind of funny. We didn't bracket enough in our our recent survey with Go Wild members. We we did 16 plus days. I think was like the high end option, and pretty much everybody's sitting there. I'm like, okay, we should have had more uh, more alternatives. But like the average person, according to U.S. Fish and Wildlife, is three three days a year. I think. So I'm like, I'm doing mm -hmm. more than a lot, but I'm not doing as much as I want to. And I think when you aren't getting out as much as you want to, it kind of leaves you like, I feel a lot of ways, like I'm not doing it justice sometimes. So, um, but it's still there. And like, when I get to go out, like I didn't get to go dove hunting this year and it killed me for a little bit to like, think about that. And like, ah, I was so close to getting to go hunting again. Like I haven't been hunting since spring Turkey and I needed that. Like I, I'm going to go deer hunting here. I'm sure soon, but it's like, I needed that little bit. Like it clear, it resets me. Like in the same way you reset that, restart that busted iPhone, you know, when you're using it, like you got to get the memory cleared. Like I kind of got to reset my mind too. And that's what hunting does for me personally. It's this, it's a weird combination for me because it's like, like you said, the way you phrased it is like, you don't feel like you're doing hunting justice in that, like, it's, it's a sacred thing. Hunting is, it is this ultimately sacred thing to to so many of us and it's like it's 
it's like church. I equate it to to church. You know, there's so many of those same things to where, you know, you you're you're not you're not out at church, you know, you're not doing justice to God, you know, to simplify the situation, yeah. you know, don't send me angry emails about my theology, please. Um, but you, you know, send you them to me and I'll forward sim- them to Sam. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, you, you don't do hunting, right? You don't do it enough. You're not out there immersed in it. You're offending the hunting gods, you know, almost, but then there is also that part to where it does recenter you and it is beneficial to you too. So you want to be out there as much as possible. I think, yeah, that's um, the part that's really hard for me to explain to my wife. Like I, I've traveled more this year than I have in my entire life uh, for any amount of work. I mean, I was only, I was gone every other week through er, pretty much every up until July. And um, I've had some three week in a row travel and it's rough. Um, and uh, you know, so when I come home and if you want to go, Hey, I'm going to go hunt now. It's like for putting yourself in her shoes. It's like, well, you just got back and you already want to leave us again. But like in my, my mind, if I could get out for like even half a day, it makes me present more when I'm home. Cause I can clear all that other stuff out of my head. And I think that's just something that's hard to understand for anybody that's not doing it. Right. Um, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna pull us back for a second because we got really deep really quick. Um, like, what does hunting mean to me? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I want to pull it back because uh, you you've had an interesting journey. And like your friends are like, oh, Sam is you know the the city friends. They're like, Sam's awesome. He goes out and hunts. He's cool. But then you're coming into this other, like, it's a little bit of a good old boy club in some circles. And then there are other people that are really excited about getting people out there. Um, there's there's a lot of groups that are, you know, different NGOs that are excited about trying to get new people outside. But there's definitely this, this old guard within hunting that, like, the new guy who doesn't know anything shows up. And it's there's a little bit of, like, shut up, I don't care. Or, like, it's like, a, you know, writing you off. And you don't get a say in this because you're new. And I think the more you kind of try to pry into the industry, the stronger that pushback gets. Um, so I, I just open-ended, have you experienced any, I know you've been really welcomed in some circles and like you've gotten in with some cool brands that you're working with, but like on the flip side of that, have you had any negative experiences along the way that you, that come to mind when I kind of bring up some of those examples? Oh, with, I mean, without a doubt. Just, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, no, it's called cupcakes hey. and rainbows. <laughs> I could see it in your face. Oh, That's where it was going. But no, um, no, okay. What do you got? It's, you know, it's funny. It's, I, I laugh because as you say this, you know, it's uh, at my old job, uh, at my old job, they used to call me Country Sam, uh, you know, which anybody, you know, you have these different cliques and these different groups of people I know where, uh half of these people I know through the hunting industry, they would start laughing and crying. You know, they, I don't think they could ever, uh, with a straight face, call me country Sam, Right. you know, cause these are all like, these are all, you know, a bunch of good old boys that grew up in, yeah, your city, you know, Sam. back country, Tennessee, you know, yeah, you're, and, you're definitely a city boy. Uh, to them. But yeah. Then compared to my, right. my friends, uh, you know, my coworkers and all this stuff, my coworkers were the ones, like I said, gave me this nickname and, to them, I'm like, 
I'm like this bearded mountain man, you know, that's like steeped in wilderness knowledge. (laughs) You know, and I'm not like I am. I may, I mean, I may be bearded and I, since I quit my job, my, I may be a kind of smell like a mountain man occasionally. (laughs) Um, But, (laughs) you know, it's, it's funny, but people don't know what to make of me, I think. And they, uh, you know, as, as people, we make immediate assumptions. It's just how life works, how humanity (laughs) works. We would, I think our heads would explode if we couldn't put people into boxes. And um, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, after they make their assumptions, they keep an open mind. There's a lot of people that make their assumptions and you can never break away from those assumptions and they will make no effort to get to know you, listen to your message or, you know, and so I've encountered a lot of that. Um, I've had a lot of people like some of the most like hardcore redneck, you know, like the true mountain men, like some of the most knowledgeable guys, some of the baddest guys in the backcountry you've ever met. And they've welcomed me with open arms because they've taken some time to get to know me and realize that I'm not. I'm I'm trying to be genuine about what I'm doing and I'm here to learn and to share what I learn with other people and to uh to really open that up. But then there's so many other people and you know I'll give you I'll give you the story is after my first elk hunt. You know, January 2 years ago I was introduced to elk hunting. I did not know you could do this as a yearly thing. I thought you had to have tens of thousands of dollars and have been hunting for 50 years before you could go into the back country and hunt an elk. And I had somebody kind of disabuse me of that notion, introduce me to all these podcasts and, and all of this. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. And I have to do this. And so I just basically dedicated all of this time to learning to do this. And, you know, once again, I'm a dungeons and dragons nerd, man. Like I, I, I used to, you know, play read fantasy novels play computer games and do this and so i wanted to take on this challenge and uh i went out and it turned out terribly (laughs) i mean second day i tore the meniscus in both of my knees i you know i tried to push through it i you know i spent a few more days hiking and finally had to have a buddy uh help pack me out and i posted about this mostly to share you know i had like I don't know, a thousand followers at the time, maybe on Instagram. I, you know, nobody was barely, you know, I had a little bit of a following on the podcast and nobody really knew who I was unless they listened to the podcast. And all of a sudden I got a couple of these, you know, very alpha male bro types. Um, you know, I won't, I won't name names cause most everybody knows who they are. Uh, but they, found my post about it. And I was just sharing with my, my friends and family and, and everybody who listened to the podcast, kind of what happened. And, you know, they, I had a lot of people that were invested in this with me and I talked about what happened. I tore my knees. Suddenly I have these dudes with like 40,000 followers hopping on my, literally I've never even interacted with before. One of them puts up a post uh, and he's sitting there. He's like, Oh, Oh, I tore my knees. 
oh, I can't continue on. Oh, wait, no, I can because I'm not a pussy like living country in the city. And I'm like, what the Whoa. heck just happened? And keep in mind, like, I'm, I'm like, at this point, I'm kind of at a pretty low point. You know, I'm in a significant amount of pain with two torn knees. What I just spent basically, I don't know, how many months is that? Six, eight months from January to September, something like that, without counting. Um, I just spent all of that time solely dedicated to this endeavor that ended and effectively ended in a couple of days. In misery. And in abject misery. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then all of a sudden, I have these dudes I've never heard of ripping, ripping on me. I had the all these stupid meme pages coming after me making posts and i'm like you know it, it i'll admit it got to me yeah, not as much as it would have got to some people it, but didn't feel good uh i was lucky enough though just i'm the type of person where that stuff pisses me off more than anything else and i'm more likely to give them all the middle finger and prove work harder to prove them wrong next time Additionally, I was also lucky enough that through the podcast, I had talked with some amazing people and I had become developed friendships with some really amazing people. And a lot of them had seen what was happening uh, and reached out. And, you know, that's, you know, people like Jess, you know, we were talking about Jess earlier. She and her husband Braxton both reached out and were, um, you know, we're super encouraging through this. Amazing people like uh, Shed Crazy, Ben Dedamonte. Uh, I mean, Aaron Snyder even reached out. You know, I was talking to him and, uh, you know, I, I had some amazing people reach out uh, with encouragement and say, F these guys. What you did was freaking awesome. Um, and since then, you know, it, it slowed down a bit, but there's definitely a whole group of people who uh have a certain opinion and they don't bother learning and they like to talk crap um and i my response has always been have you ever listened to my podcast and they're no, like no why would i listen to that crap and <laughs> i'm like well because then you would realize that i don't present myself as an expert i i present myself as the complete opposite Right. I mean, my few. So you think that their their perception is you're you're like a wannabe trying to act like you're you know how to do all this stuff, and it's really more of your documentation that you don't. Exactly, and it. I don't. I mean, yeah. I'll if I learn something, I'll share it with someone. I will pass along, but it's not me saying, "Oh, I have all of this backcountry knowledge and I know how to do these things." It's me saying, "Hey, I don't know how to do these things." Why don't you listen in while I talk to this super smart person? Um, right. <laughs> like, yeah, your shows are you essentially fly on you, the wall. like, teach me for an hour and a half, and everybody else will get to learn something, right? Like, <laughs> Is there a better reason to start a podcast? I mean, like... <laughs> well, isn't, that's why what? Cody Rich started his show, too. I mean, as yeah. much as Cody Rich knows, uh, you know, he, he started his so that he had a good excuse to talk to people that were better than him. And I think there's some integrity behind that. And uh, there's that authenticity to me is what makes it a good show. And, you know, what's funny, man, I know, I think I know who you're talking about. Cause I actually, 
uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe one of these guys came back around when when you did kill your first animal with a bow and had some snarky comment to the effect of like, oh my God, he finally killed something. Uh, does that sound familiar? Oh, I mean, I've had a couple of people. I don't think uh, those particular people uh, who are talking crap initially, um, I don't it, think they ever came they, back they around and back said around. anything. Uh, well, this was no, a- there was that one dude. There was that one dude that came on and started talking smack about the size of my deer, and I just kept sharing his posts and laughing at him. <laughs> and he, um, he lost his, his ever loving mind. Um, and like he was like threatening. I mean, all kind of like the, it was. There was so much crap, and he like he like looked up my friends on oh on Instagram God. and on Facebook and like started talking crap too. And I mean. I got, I also, I, I shared it. I laughed at him. I also may have screenshotted a few of them and uh, sent it to his, uh, his place of employment. <laughs> oh, there's that. Um, so Ugh, the guy I saw, funny, but... the guy I saw said something to that effect. And I actually unfollowed, I've been following him a long time. I think it was from maybe the go out account. You know, we had interacted with him before and, you know, I'm just not into that. Like that, I don't understand where that comes from. And I guess you said it, it's it's alpha. You know, they feel like they they have to be so territorial um, and and keep anybody away from what they feel like they've built uh, to the point of one of these guys that I'm thinking of. And this may have nothing to do with you, but it's a hilarious example. I'm gonna kind of I'm not gonna name him, but I'm gonna make fun of him a little bit here. Um, he he had posted one time, and he uh, it was about how how. I mean, and I think he was he was like kind of joking, but he was also kind of serious about how he's insta famous. With like, and he had forty thousand followers, and I'm like, dude, that's not. It's that's like four times the size of my hometown, which has like I could count the number of red lights on one hand. Like that's not, that's not insta famous by any means. Like he was going, like I've I've seen him post multiple times, and I finally unfollowed him too. But about how like, uh, people were jealous of what he had built, and da 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 da. I'm like, I know, like I'm not knocking anybody that has built a following like that of that size, but like, at the end of the day all that can be taken from you. And the, the, the question is like, are your followers on there? Are the people um, who, who are connected with that story, are they really there for you or how, how have they gotten to follow that Instagram account? I think of your podcast, like if somebody shows up every week and listens to you ramble on with somebody else for an hour and a half, like they probably care about you. That's, that's a true following. And in a lot of ways I would rather have, you know, 2,500, 3,000, 5,000 podcast listeners than 40,000 followers on any social platform. Uh, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I find it to be interesting that, that people have decided that like having those followers are what class of, or like that's, that's the metric of achievement. And I'm like, it isn't an achievement on the way to like building something, building a brand, um, you know, building the relationships, but like in itself, it's nothing. I can go buy that on eBay, and there'll be real people. They be in the Middle East and whatever, but it's like I'm not impressed by that. I guess is what I'm saying. And a lot of the the interactions you're talking about, to me, you know, I think it's a little bit of territorial pissing, trying to trying to keep somebody from who they see as a good content creator, maybe not the hunter they are, but trying to keep some of that at bay. So it's just interesting to me. You know, I think I think ninety percent of the people I've probably met in the hunting industry have have been anti that but there is some of that that goes on and and um you know even just if you wanted to just see this play out just post the the question of uh 
you know, compound bow or crossbow, and you'll you'll see that ten percent come out really quickly. Uh, or you can do fixed blade or mechanical broadheads, and you'll see that ten percent come out really quickly. But ten percent can make a hundred percent of the noise. I think that's the problem with this, and that's just troll life. That's not anything particular to hunting. Uh, it's just nasty once that stuff gets activated, and it definitely sucks to be the victim of it when it's pouring on strong. You know, it's <clears throat> it's one of those things. You know, a lot of these people, I get it. They were raised in it. They, it's you know, quote unquote, it's their territory. It's you know their world, and I'm I'm infringing on that. You know, I'm saying this with sarcasm. If uh, sure, if those of you can't tell. Um, and I'll play my sarcastic you know, music they, in the background of this section later. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's, I, I don't know, you know, I think subconsciously, you know, and they'll be the first to deny it, but they feel like something's being taken away from them. And, you know, I've had, I had, there was a guy, he had been following me for, for a while. He's a Southern California guy. Um, and, he's a pretty big hunter. This was one of the first times I ever really got some hate. And I had, he had been following me for a while and he had sent me some advice about something about how I was shooting my bow. And I don't know how, like he thought I was tilting my head funny or something. I can't remember. And, uh, I said, Oh no, I'm not really doing that. It's just the angle of the photo, but, but thanks for, thanks for the, the tip, you know, I'll keep that in mind or something. And, um, I don't think he liked that. I didn't, suddenly say oh yes you're the archery god and i bow to your expertise um and so then a little bit later i had posted something like months later i posted something because somebody had been talking crap and i called him out on it and i i made like a an instagram story just basically saying like hey why would you do this why would you come into someone's yard and and just talk crap about something they were proud of and um and he, like, I think he was drunk or something, but he writes me and gives me this, I mean, it was like three paragraphs long about you're taking stuff away from real hunters and da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, dude, those, those people come out of the woodwork. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to say that it's, it's everywhere, but it does exist. And I, that's why I brought it up to you. It's like, I know, I know you've been victim to some of that and it does happen, man. Like, I got a, when we started growing the go out account we had some of those people coming out because I would, you know, we were trying to grow. Um, we didn't, we didn't have an app yet. So that was going to be a good marketing tool for us. So we were posting a lot of variety of content and I don't know a lot about elk hunting. And there's been times when we posted something about out West or hunting up in Alaska. And I've had people like come out tooth and nail, like to, to correct you, to let you know that they know more than you. And it, it's interesting, man. I, I, there's something probably yeah. deeper inside there about humanity that, that causes people to do that. It's probably less about hunting, but uh, I think hunting is so tied to our humanity that it, it almost like it feels a little bit stronger than if you were to be like, yeah, dude, I'm buying a Chevy. And they're like, dude, Ford's the only way to go. Like people just don't get that angry. Not to my, what I've seen. I haven't seen it with anything else to where people get so mad as, as some of these conversations we're talking about. It's next level. <laughs> you know, people feel like they're entitled to something because they know how to hunt and they don't like the idea that marketing is involved in hunting. And because it's such a primal thing, it's so such a primal piece. That's so uh, that speaks so much to the core of who we are as people. The fact that there's marketing involved in it at all dirties it. 
Yeah. And I get it. I get I get why they feel that way, but I've also worked in marketing and advertising for the past um, you know, 15 years at this point. And so, you know, it's just a natural part of life. Yeah, you may not like it, but here's the deal, you know, there would be no hunting industry for you to buy these pro these awesome products. There would be no the that innovation wouldn't be there. That, you know, the money to create this awesome new compound bow to improve and get these new, uh, really nice new dovetail sites or whatever, or, you know, dial in uh, bow sites or these new optics. It just wouldn't be there if there wasn't marketing. Um, and it's an integral part of any industry and people don't like it because it dirties it up. And I think it's that much more quote unquote offensive to people because it's it's such a a raw and primal in thing like hunting um and so they feel like i'm a good hunter i should be entitled to this stuff and whether or not it's it's in the front of their mind or it's subconscious i should be the one getting i mean and once again i don't i barely get anything for free i get like sunscreen and bug <laughs> bug repellent for free and that's about the extent of it um i occasionally Is that get from a few, your mom some hats and a your mom's like, Sam, um, stay safe. <laughs> no, but she has offered to pay for my uh, in-reach subscription. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's a very mom-driven thing, too. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I barely – I don't. there's not a lot that I get for free. I, I do get the occasional, like, hookup from a friend more than anything else. But it's not like I'm getting free bows and going on free hunts every year. No, I pay for most everything like most people. Um. But let's talk about that a little, you bit. know, I don't let's, know. Let's talk about the reality okay. of what it means to because you are, uh, you know, when, when we do our chart on Go Wild, you're one of the more influential people there. And that's measured by not just followers. Uh, we look at, you know, content and how often you post and how much engagement you get. You get you get you do well there. You do well on Instagram. Your Instagram gets what I would consider above. I haven't looked at it lately. I, I don't know. How many followers are you at? I think I'm 25, between 25 and 26,000. So so you're in that neighborhood, and last I saw, you were getting pretty good engagement, like a couple dozen comments on a lot of your posts. And uh, so I would consider you somebody that's kind of moved into that, um, what what marketers call that micro-influencer. So, you know, you, you've kind of stepped into the point where people see that your your followers must be real because you're actually getting people to comment on your content. Mm -hmm. Now, I imagine with you, you're, you do a good job of it. So a lot of those are probably you responding back, but you're still getting real people to ask you questions, talk about the gear you use and whatnot. So what has that been like with brands? Because this is a question I get a lot of with, with people that are trying to start a new thing. Like, how do I approach brands? How do I handle these conversations? What's that like? It's... It's tough, man. It, um, a lot of it is here because a lot of it is how I, my approach is different than a lot of people getting into the quote unquote influencer game, you know, the dirty word. Um, I, I'm not gonna sit and just go after any and every brand. Um, I've had a few brands approach me, uh, out of the blue and whether or not it's because I've used their product just because they came across me and they think I'd, I'd be good to promote it. And I've turned them down. Um, I had a, a knife company come to me and I just I 
it was a good product, but I didn't feel like it was, I was the right person for it. And so I turned them down because I was going to be using, I wanted to use someone else, uh, a different product that I'm paying for. Um, same with uh, some packs and tents as well. There's a different product that I felt comfortable with that I wanted to use. And so I didn't feel comfortable taking their business and promoting their product. Not that it was a bad product. Um, as far as reaching out, I mean, I'll only reach out to someone, a product, a group that I feel comfortable with, that I've tried, that I use, that. Um, and so depending on the product, I may already have a somewhat existing relationship with them. Um, you know, and it's it's different every single time. You know, sometimes I'll I'll reach out out of the blue, be like, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about some marketing opportunities, things like this. And, um, you know, I I have my different funnels. I have my podcast and I have the Instagram and the more influencer side of things. And they're different. I handle those in very different ways with with companies. Um, and it's just it's not like you get a bunch of followers and suddenly you know, the heavens open and people just start raining, um, raining product on you. I and mean, it's yeah, definitely you becoming could... less like that too. Cause brands are picking up on, you know, there, there's been enough stories now of like, you know, I've, for weeks, this one was routing around on LinkedIn of, of influencer with two and a half million followers couldn't sell six t-shirts, you know, and yeah, stuff like that is making marketers more aware of the need for tracking conversion. So there's a whole lot of discussion around tracking and how you can do that with influencers. So, and the thing is, once you take somebody's money, you better be able to deliver or that's the last of it you're going to get. Right. So it, it becomes even harder mm-hmm. for the influencer. Um, and I think a lot of that's a slippery slope for brands and influencers because what's typically going to happen is, okay, I see it on Sam's page. They, they hit me on a Facebook ad. I see it in a email because I've, signed up for it, you know, 30 days ago and I convert on the email or whatever, you know, it's like you played a part in that, but you didn't get credit for it. And so it is a little bit of a slippery slope. Um, some brands have figured that out better than others, but I think that also needs to come into factor when the influencer signs up and I've turned some down because, because of that very reason it's like, look, I'm going to be wanting to track this and I just don't know how we would track it with you. Like, I, I don't know how we would do that with your presence. So um, I think, I think it's getting tougher on both sides because of the metrics. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely long gone are the days of you hit that 10,000 mark, you know, you hit, you hit, you get the, the K at the end of your, yeah. uh, at the end of your number of followers and suddenly, you know, you get a bunch of free product because people are beginning to understand the value of the value of followers and followers do have their place. I mean, you know, awareness is brand awareness is an important thing, but once a company gets to a point where they need conversions, you know, you have to start looking at tracking and engagement and, and how to get those conversions. But, um, we are getting deep into the uh, marketing side. Yeah, we're of nerding out a little bit. Let's pull <laughs> it back out. Um, you and I do this. I think we did this on the show where I was on yours too. Um, yeah. The, so I'm curious. All right. So you, you did what? 70 some shows under living country. I, I've done a hundred and this, uh, it'll be 116 shows under living country in the city. I give or take 50, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, 
I'm really up to speed here, guys. I did a lot of research on this show before I started. Um, so, so what made you, you? Let's talk about your life change that happened, and everything that because because you had a great you got this brand that you really built in some equity into. People were no living country Sam, and you changed it. What happened? So, like I said, I had this brand, Living Country in the City. It was meant to be focused on all things country. Uh, line dancing, country music, hunting, shooting my bow, off-roading, shooting guns, whole whole thing. Um, from the perspective of how does someone do this that wasn't ste- born and raised steeped in that knowledge. Um, again, hunting took over my life. So basically after the second episode, that's what the whole podcast turned into. Um, through a few series of events, you know, I had a, I got more and more involved in this, this hunting life. And I started spending more and more time outdoors and, and just struggle. I was, uh, you know, it's possible, but I was struggling with the fact that I did not want to be in the city anymore. And that may not be the case with everyone. Yeah. Uh, you can love living in the city, but still want to hunt and fish and do all this stuff. Uh, but for me, the city just wasn't where I wanted to be anymore. Um, and there was kind of a, a series of events. I had to deal with my boss where he would let me work remotely in between hunts and our company structure kind of changed. And, uh, and they were kind of redefining what a lot of our jobs were and our responsibilities and how we were going about them. And through that, um, that and then I actually also went through a really bad breakup, uh, d- devastating breakup uh, that put me in a really bad spot for uh, several months. Um, between that, the restructuring and just everything that was going on, I I just went in. I kind of said, "Screw it, I'm kind of done." And I walked into my boss's, my new boss's office, and I basically said, "Hey." I can't be here anymore. I don't want to leave the company. You know, uh, I, I enjoy the work I'm doing. Um, but I can't be in LA anymore. And basically like that, I didn't even have to convince him. He looked at me, he's like, okay, if this is what you feel like you need to do, let's figure out a way to make it happen. Um, and so they allowed me to work remotely. And, you know, I, this was around the beginning of August that I brought this up last year. And, uh, end of August, I'd be going on my hunts uh, in Arizona and Colorado. And so, you know, I was kind of planning on doing all of this, doing the, this big move out of L.A. Uh, at the end of the year. But then I realized I'm like, if I'm going to be gone for these two, three months during hunting season, why why the hell am I going to be paying rent? So I, I pretty much told my boss, I'm like, all right, I'm going to be gone in three weeks. Let's make it happen shipped all of my stuff up to my uh, family here in Northern California. And I went out hunting for like two months. Um, So, you know, that was about a year ago. I mean, just, uh, you know, two weeks short of a year or something like that. Okay. And really, um, you know, I had no plans. You know, everybody would joke about it. They're like, Oh, you're not living country in the city anymore. Ha ha ha. You're going to call it living country in the country. I, I swear, if you told me that joke, I'm not making fun of you. It's just you were one of 500 people that said that to me. Literally, everyone said that to me. And, you know, um, as as this past year has progressed and I kind of 
was pursuing this stuff more and introducing living country in the city to people, it required more explanation now. <laughs> well, you know, I used to live in the city and this and that, and it just, it didn't feel as authentic. And so I kind of started getting this idea in mind that, well, do I really want to change it? And then to be honest, if you've ever had to type in my email address, it's really long and really obnoxious. Dude, as a guy just, that my email is at time to go wild.com, I feel you. This sucks. Mm -hmm. And so not that the wild initiative has gotten that much shorter and it's actually maybe greater a, chance a lot for more difficult of a word. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate, but long story short, um, after a long story, slightly less long, uh, after, Lots of domain name searches, uh, thesaurus searches, Instagram name searches, and months of research. Brad, you were you were privy to the like three months I spent. I started to say, I think just I, brainstorming. I, I, I wish uh, I remember a lot of like late night phone calls and and text and mostly text. I think we did a couple calls here and there. Uh, I remember a lot of your early ideas, but I don't remember what any of them are now to talk about what it almost was. And maybe we don't want to reveal that. I don't know. But uh... <clears throat> oh man, I have all the I have all the domain names still purchased, man. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, there was like Gone Back Country. There is uh, uh, Gone Full Country was one of them. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, one, I think. I'm pretty sure I, don't, I was I was a hard no on that. Um, there was another one you had that I yeah. liked. I I know you came down to Wild Initiative and you had another good one and I don't remember what it was. There was like the Wild Citizen or something yeah. or Citizen of the Wild. Yeah. Um I mean I had so many of them. So and if anybody's shopping there for was a, a good lot podcast, of yeah. they can hit you up and buy those URLs. What what are we selling them for here? I'll take a commission. <laughs> oh man. Jeez. I the funny thing is now I just I mean, you're the same way. We've had this discussion about buying domain names, but uh I've got all of these, and I have projects nearly for every single one of them still circling around in my mind. But I, I yeah. sometimes, so, I mean, will, I will hear people say something on a podcast, and I will buy the URL. My buddy Casey does this as well with Tact Calories, and I don't remember what it was, what ad it was, but um, Joe Rogan said something like he was reading off his ad, and he he dropped the f bomb in front of the brandsurl.com. And Casey was listening to it live, bought it on the spot, and redirected it to his website. And then he, within like twenty four hours, he got hit with a cease and desist. But uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty funny that he like, I mean, nothing converted. He was like, it was a bunch of garbage traffic, but he got web traffic out of convert rerouting Joe Rogan's customers to his site. Um, uh, I, I own I own several of those kind of URL reroutes. I own several competitor combinations uh that really i'm not even using appropriately right now i just bought them and now they redirect to us if you mistype or you type in the wrong url uh, which is kind of a dumb mm -hmm. like antiquated way to do things because nobody's that stupid to where they're just gonna be like oh this is it actually no that's not true people end up on our website all the time and they ask us how to buy hunting licenses and um that one's fairly common but i had a guy the other day get so pissed because there was hunting content on go wild and i i was being real nice to him i'm like i i gotta ask you how did you hear about our app like what made you download it and he he walked me through his this whole process of well i searched for such and such state park and your website popped up 
And I clicked on that. I downloaded the app, and all of a sudden, there's just dead animals everywhere. My friends and I are horrified. This is a terrible, terrible experience. I spent two hours looking for the mapping app in, in Go Wild. I'm like, two hours? He said it two times, two different emails. He spent two hours on Go Wild trying to find out how to map, like route himself to that to that park. And I, I finally, I was like, I Googled the the park that he told me about. And I was like, bro, you're looking for All Trails. All Trails is a hiking app that does exactly what you want. My app does not. Our app is a hunting and fishing and outdoor app. I was like, you can't, I said, you can disable the hunting trails if you don't want to see hunting content, but I feel it's best at this point we part ways. <laughs> uh, so like I've, oh, I've still good. to this day, don't know how I got there, but like people definitely are not always as smart as you would think they would be with downloading stuff. Like, I don't know that I've ever accidentally downloaded an app like that and been two hours deep and still not figured out that it was the wrong one yeah that's a little that's a little rough it's a little incompetent uh, Uh, (laughs) yeah let's see here's some of my favorites just really quick i mean we're already into it uh another hunting podcast and yet another hunting podcast.com um let's see uh i've got uh ooh, shifting wild was one of them the wild initiate um I've got uh, the wild objective, claim the wild country. And then I've got a bunch of generic ones, elk hunting podcast, country living podcast, backcountry hunting podcast, citizen of the wild. Oh man. I've got so many of these anyway. I've got a, I but was, yeah, so I was going to pull mine up, but it's starting to cause lag on the, the Skype. So I won't, yeah. but yeah, we've, I think I'm, the, I can't think of the most bizarre. I think I've killed a lot of the ones I had. Like, I had my, my, mine and my wife's first name for a while. I had a blog that I was going to start at some point I, that I carried for years. Um, I, w- I got into, like, building furniture and stuff. Uh, not furniture. Like, I, I'd done some decks, and it was doing woodworking. And I built – I bought um, – built with bourbon and love. And it was going to be, like, this – this uh, like, my love of building stuff out of bourbon barrels. I hadn't even – I'd never built anything out of bourbon barrels. I just thought it was a cool-sounding name. I – think you told me this one yeah uh, on the podcast Probably. we did so we've, we've already talked about this <laughs> once before i i forgot but i started to say i thought i told cody about it uh but that one's kind of funny because now i look back at it and i'm like dude that sounds like a mommy blog like it doesn't sound cool at all like in hindsight that was a terrible name uh but i paid 12.99 <laughs> a year for that thing for like five years um i've got i've got i don't know if i have a lot of bad ones these days my uh, my team mostly runs our our uh, domain search so that's kind of funny um we we did i won't tell you how long i owned uh, uh mad mall ninja i don't um, even know what you do with that ma- uh, do you know what a mall ninja is no uh the, a mall ninja is like that typically overweight dude that's like super tactical and like overbuys all the tactical gear okay doesn't know how to use a single bit of it okay and it's making fun of basically the mall cop okay uh, like kind of over I still don't know what you'd do with aggressive. it, but I understand what it is now. It was basically I made uh I was making custom um paracord accessories for like tactical oh, okay. tactical guys. Oh, that's actually stuff pretty like funny. that. And that was gonna be the brand. Um Yeah, and I never never got it launched. I had a website half built and uh, I kept that thing for probably it had to have been at least five years, and I finally let it go because I was sick of seeing it. But that's funny, man. We, we bought a <laughs> anyway. we snagged downloadgowild.com, which is way better than what we have now. The time to go wild.com because it's like 
now you're combining four different words. Although Go Wild one word as a brand, it's still four words. Um, and then we've got MyGoWild.com, which is like we have multiple that are better, but we really only use the time to go wild.com because we're three years into marketing this thing at this point. I'm like, well, I guess yeah. we're sticking with it until I decide to drop a hundred grand on gowild.com, which is probably what it would. Well, I actually know that casino app bought it now, so it's probably gone forever. Yeah. They'll probably want like a billion dollars out of it. Um, all right, man. So, so you're relaunching as the wild initiative and it's been a slow rollout. We won't get into all the weeds you were talking about earlier, but, um, what is the new vision yeah. for the podcast? Like, where are you taking this thing? So, I mean, a lot of it's not changing. Um, uh, really, my weekly releases are still going to be the same thing. You're still going to hear about my misadventures. You're still going to have me asking the dumb questions um, and or the obvious questions that are not always obvious to people that have been doing this for a long time. And really, you know, I'm still just going to be coming at it the same way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to be adding some additional stuff to the podcast. And, um, I've got, uh, I have a, you know, I have a lot of people that have been following me for a while and they've seen me build this from literally just absolutely nothing to, you know, what it is now. And it's, it, to making the know, jump. people listen, right. People Are we announcing that? Yeah, exactly. Um, do we already say, I that? mean, you know, I guess it's kind of, you know, people know, but, you know, I'm officially doing this full time, uh, you know, along with some some other freelancing work is uh, I've quit my job. Um, you know, I, I I finally, you know, after this last year, you know, continuing on with that story after this last year of developing stuff with this rebrand, I just I decided I loved my old job. I loved what I was doing, but it just wasn't what I was passionate about. And I wanted to focus my efforts and it, it was, it was killing me. Um, you know, killing myself for something I'm not passionate about, you know, becomes stressful. Killing uh, yourself for something you're passionate about is just hard work, you know, and amazing. Um, so I wanted to be able to focus on this. And so I, I put in notice at my job recently and, uh, I'm running the podcast full time. Um, really, it kind of pays for itself. It doesn't really make any money at the moment. Um, so I also do, uh, you know, I'm doing freelance, uh, freelance website design, branding, marketing management. Uh, so really, uh, you know, I'm working with, I'm focusing mostly on outdoor companies. You know, honestly, I've also got a few, uh, few other websites under my belt. I'm working with, uh, a uh, woman that has a ranch and she makes like custom soaps and things like that. Uh, but um, I also have done a website for a vegan burger joint. Um, that's uh, <laughs> one of the more interesting, interesting ones. So I'm versatile, yeah. but I, I definitely like focusing on outdoor brands. I'm working with other podcasters. I'm doing all of this. How did the vegan um, feel about paying you money that they knew good and well, you're going to turn around and buy hunting stuff with. Oh, they've, they've known this for a long time. It was actually, uh, one of the executives at our old job. Um, he, you know, he knew I was the web guy and he approached me about doing this and I went to their grand opening and I have, uh, you know, a lot of people have seen it on my Instagram. I have a, uh, from full draw film tour, I have a vegan free shirt Yeah, and I was, I almost wore it to their grand opening. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a bad idea. But <laughs> they actually, they, you know, they're, they've got a good sense of humor. Uh, the people I worked with and yeah, the, you, they, you, um, you know, it's, I, I made a, uh, 
we had eggplant come in our CSA the other day. Anybody community supported agriculture for anybody that doesn't know. So like it's kind of cool concept if you've never done it. It's uh you get a random bag of vegetables or fruit from from your local farmers every week. So we split one with my brother and sister-in-law and I got an eggplant, nice big eggplant and I was like, "Well, you know, we used to do eggplant burgers um, back years ago. My wife and I would take one and just dice them. And you can cut them. I don't know if you've ever done this. Cut them half inch. Cook them. You can cook them just like a burger. Salt, pepper them with some olive oil. And they actually make a pretty substantial burger on their own. But I was uh, feeling a little frisky, and it was also a little mushy. Uh, it was, like, kind of past its prime. So I decided to blend them up or, like, not chop it up and then uh, food process it with Kind of like you would, uh, the mixture and consistency was like if you were going to make salmon burgers. And I made okay. these things, and I uh, I made the most amazing, like, huge, ginormous burger. But I got to thinking about it, and I was like, this thing's pretty much vegan. Like, I'm eating a vegan, vegan burger right now. And I kind of had a little laugh to myself about it. And I was like, I want to post this on Go Wild. I think, I think everybody that knows me would find it funny. But we have so many new people in the app right now. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I just like somebody might not get it, and they might get really confused about why the CEO of Go Wild is out there like eating vegan burgers. <laughs> like vegan the whole thing burgers. was coincidental because we had that eggplant from the CSA. But I, I, I ended up not posting it for two reasons. One was because of that. I was like, I just don't want the new people to think like, oh, this is some hippy dippy crap. Um, and then the the other was uh, my picture of this massive burger was kind of terrible because this thing was so massive it wouldn't sit upright. Uh, I needed, like, the bamboo skewer through the whole thing. Uh, uh, but, dude, uh, it was legit. I mean, I, I got no beef with a, a vegan burger, uh, honestly. Pun intended? Y- yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, no, they just roll right out of my mouth. Um, but, the you know, I actually, hey, it was good. Uh, now, the vegan lifestyle is a whole different conversation, and I've got mounds of podcasts yeah. that people can go dive through. Uh <laughs> I brought up veganism on the podcast with the uh, insurance guy. It's like I'm always going to find a way to work something in there about uh, food and sustainability. Um, all right, man. So so uh, we're coming down to our last couple minutes here. What do you want people to know about your show, your type of content you're doing? Give, give, sell it to us hard here for anybody that's never listened to your stuff. Yeah, so the show really um, – show's good for everyone. I tend to focus more on – coming at it from the perspective of a new hunter asking questions that somebody new to this stuff that isn't steeped in this knowledge may know. I love educating people. I love encouraging people to try new things. And uh, whether that's you've never been hunting and you want to go hunting or whether you've been hunting your whole life, but maybe you've only hunted ducks and upland game and you want to go on your first backcountry elk hunt. Um, I my passion is getting new people into hunting and getting them to try new things um, with this rebrand. You know, I've always wanted to release more content because I just love talking to people. I love sharing this content. Problem is, I'm so dang busy. It's hard enough for me to make sure I'm able to release once a week, let alone more than that. Um, so I'm I get a lot of people that approach me about starting podcasts. They've seen me grow this thing and uh they don't realize the work behind the scenes that's required to, and then as far as building an audience. And so I'm actually bringing in some guest hosts, uh, 
And you'll kind of, as you listen to the podcast, you'll see uh, some additional uh, sub podcasts be released on my feed um, coming up soon. And I've, I'm excited. Uh, um, I'll have uh, a fly fishing podcast joining me first. Uh, I've had some other people uh, express some interest and I'm just working on building a network of other podcasts similar to like a meat eater, a sportsman's nation, but focusing more on just new exciting content and, and cycling people through that are, that are, that may have really good content, but may not have the, the avenues to promote it. So um, I'll still be releasing my weekly, you know, it'll still be what you're used to hearing, but you'll, uh, you'll get some additional bonus content throughout the weeks. Um, I'm really going to start promoting a lot more conservation uh, on my website, on my podcast. If you go to my my newly rebranded website, it is wonderful and beautiful, and it took me a whole week and a half longer to rebrand than that than I mm-hmm. expected. But I have a whole conservation section on there. It's an exhaustive list of conservation organizations, um, you know, that you can check out and uh, you can review by category even. Um, you know, I've still got I've got interesting some interesting content on my blog talking about some of my prior hunts and and different stuff. Uh, but really, you know, um, the podcast is going to be what it's always been. It's just talking with really cool people about hunting. You know, some episodes are going to be stories, some are going to be tactical and and how to. Um, you know, if you uh, go to my website and you check out the, it's under the media tab and you click on the podcast there, it'll take you to a page where I have some general categories set up. If you're, if you just want to start listening, uh, you go to my page, um, you know, you can start listening at the most recent, you can start listening chronologically, but if you just want to check out, I have some of the most popular episodes up. I have uh, episodes that center around my hunts. I have episodes that center around conservation episodes that center around women and hunting. I've talked to some really amazing women in the hunting industry. And, uh, I have a whole slew of episodes with those. I have episodes around youth and hunting, uh, elk calling predator hunting. I have them a bunch of them categorized. So you can check that out on the website. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to go this new direction, you know, uh, another little personal advertisement. Like I said, if you all are looking to start a brand, start a website, um, if you're looking for someone to help produce your podcast, if you're looking for any of this, these are all services I offer. Um, you know, if you're looking for someone on the back end to just update stuff constantly for you on the website, I do that too. But you know, that's me. I'm, you know, I'll be sharing my content, sharing my hunts this year. Um, you know, I really, uh, if you're looking to get into hunting, it's the perfect podcast for you, man. Uh, if you're yeah, new to hunting and you want to try something new, check them out. Um, I'm curious, Brad, you know, you mentioned, uh, uh, the, Je- uh, the episode with Jess is one of your favorites. That's always been one of my favorites too. Um, I'm curious, uh, some of the others that you've listened to off the top of your head, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, no, the first one that comes to mind, you interviewed a guy who was just like the ultimate antelope hunter. I think, I think it was a antelope guy and you guys talked about like all the ins and outs of spot and stalk antelope hunting. I think that's what it was about. 
Kuzdir. Was that what it was? Okay, I can't remember. I listened to this yeah. so long ago. I remember learning a lot. Obviously, I did not retain enough. Uh, but but I who was that? <laughs> that was uh, that was Jay Scott. He runs the Jay Scott Outdoors podcast. Okay, yeah, um, um, Jay, he's that got, was his show is really popular. Um, but I I really yeah. enjoyed his. And then you know your shocky one is going to be the one that most people kind of refer to, right? Is that the show that mm-hmm. like everybody's like? Funny enough, that's not even close to one of the most downloaded episodes. Really, but that is. One of my favorites, just I mean, one and you know, just because it's it's Jim Shockey, how can you not? But uh, it's uh, you know, it's one of my absolute favorites. Um, my most downloaded episodes are the ones uh, the ones with Corey Jacobson. I've got two episodes with Corey. One I do like a super idiot's guide to elk calling with him and Jason Phelps, which is really cool. And then I do another uh, general one with him. And then uh, Elk Nut Paul Medell. Uh, that's my number one most downloaded episode. Man, that's he, and he's then, like, uh, I need to get yeah. him on mine because he's apparently everybody's most number one downloaded if he comes on. Um, but I also like some of the running gun ones you've done at trade shows. Um, I can't remember what I honestly, dude. I you're uh, this is a terrible question oh, yeah. for me because I can't retain anything. I don't even know what I listened to last week. <laughs> I know I'm putting you. I know I'm putting you on the spot well, a little and, bit. And, 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 and you know I haven't. I haven't listened too. in a while, but I, I, I did. I used to listen to. I was probably hitting about every other one of yours, um, and I did that probably consistently up until episode 70, which is apparently where I forgot you existed. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you did 70, right? So uh, I, I honestly, man, like there, there was a – I probably listened to about 20 or 30 of your shows, and now, of course, you asked me about them, and none of them come to mind, so – no, I I would be I I would be the same ways because I'm like I know I've listened to your podcast a bunch of times and it's like I I ingest the information I learn um, like with Cody's I could not tell you probably a single guest that I've listened to on Cody's podcast I could if somebody brought something up I'd be like oh yeah I, I remember hearing that on his podcast yeah. um, but I, I ingest that information to cheat. And remind myself of who I've listened to. Because there's another one. I think it was Mule Deer. Uh, have you had like a Mule Deer specific guy on? I've had a few. I've had, jeez, uh, uh, Matt Howell, Muley Slayer. I've had, or, I've had Matt Howell from the Mule Deer Hunter. Uh, Mark Smith, Muley Slayer. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a few Mule Deer episodes. Uh, honestly, think- you know, if you want to check out, check out the episodes, um the new newly revamped podcast page has some some cool topical breakdowns um kind of some high level stuff uh and it's a great place to start i need to actually i want to put up a section uh i need to put up a section of my own personal favorite episodes um but yeah uh long story short uh the wild initiative is coming. I've got some awesome episodes to start out with. Um, you know, some guests that your listeners would, uh, would be familiar with, um, you know, recorded, uh, within a few days yeah, <laughs> of yeah. when yours were as well. But, you know, I, I'm, I I'm do really like the way you're breaking out. This. I like the way you break out like your fitness and you, the storytelling and, and, you know, women, youth, yada, yada. I think it's cool that you, how you're breaking that out and thinking through like less than just like, I, there are very few podcasts and I'm going to listen to all of them. Right. Like I, I kind of hop around mm-hmm. and I, I like that you're acknowledging <clears throat> that that's how people digest the content. So, 
Um, it's, it's kind of a cool breakdown here for somebody that wants to just see what this is all about. You know, if you're in, if you're into the, you know, the tips and tactics, you got, you got that section there spelled out, easy to find and filter through, or they can dive into gear. Um, definitely, definitely a pretty cool way to sort your content. So, oh, I know, um, bows on bears with Douglas, Bo- is it is how you say his last name? Doug Bowes. Yeah. yeah Doug Bowes. Um, uh, I listened to that one. And that was one where it was uh, interesting enough to where I was like, a lot of times you're not paying attention. I was like stopping it so I could come back to it later. I have this fascination with bear hunting. Uh, I've only been on like one bear hunt, which is kind of a joke to call it a bear hunt because me and my buddy went and sat out in the woods for 12 hours, didn't see anything, and then the season closed because that's how Kentucky works on Modern Gun. Uh, the quota was met and the season was done. So, uh, But I, I have this interest in it and Ooh. I do remember enjoying that show. The episode I think you're thinking of is um, the one with uh, with Chad. Uh, um, it's I think it's it should be in that tips and tactics section. Uh, yeah, it was a more tactical uh, show. I call it. I mean, um, he. It's like I think I called it like lessons from the the mule deer whisperer or something. Um, he is like, I mean, you want to talk about a guy with mule deer knowledge, like. That's an episode you'll listen to twice through, take notes both times, you know, pause, rewind, yes. all of that. It is, uh, I can't remember what episode number it is, but uh, it's in that tips and tactics section um, on the, uh, if you, you know, go to my website, thewildinitiative.com, hit the uh, podcast menu on there under media. Um, you know, there's, I share a lot of, a lot of content on there, um, you know, so check it out browse the website all right i'll put a it's, link to, uh, I'll i put a link to it in for sure that way people can check it out um all yeah. right man any any wait what's your new instagram handle because you were telling me earlier that there's like the uh, that was your facebook page it's all janky. well right? it's so facebook and instagram are janky right now at the at the current moment it's still living country in the city uh it will be switching over to the wild initiative in a week or two uh or in about a week probably whenever instagram finally releases my uh releases my handle it's and you're sam really airs on go wild right and i think you have it in your yeah, subhead it's uh, like in the i have in parentheses after my last name i have the wild initiative as well all right um you know if y'all are if y'all are uh deciding to uh to go to visit the wild or or to sign up for go wild make sure you uh you use my link at uh (laughs) what is it my go wild Uh, i love it i want i want my free stickers man man i got a bowl of them my my go wild uh it's my i gotta gotta update it because i slash and then you get to pick your name my yeah and and i've got i'm gonna update that right now to living or because right now it's still living country in the city, so I've got to change that to the Wild Initiative. All right, there you go. MyGoWild.com um, slash the Wild Initiative, and you can follow. It'll take go. you to download the app, but you'll follow uh, Sam once you get there. All right, dude. Well, um, appreciate you coming in, and and this was kind of a fun free for all today. I wish I had more time. I got a meeting I got to go to, um, but I appreciate you hopping in and <laughs> kind of talking a little bit of everything. We talked uh, bullying, eggplant burgers. Uh, <laughs> literally stuff that I didn't even think about getting into. Veganism always comes up on here. I don't know what's up with that, but uh, thanks for doing it, Sam. <laughs> we'll just have to continue it on my podcast. That's man. right. I'll, I'll I'll hop over. We'll do. Uh, we'll just you know after my meeting, I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, dude. Talk to you soon, man. Bye.
right, thanks, Sam, for coming on to Restless Native and telling a little bit about the chaos that has been, you know, going from Sam in the city to to Sam living it up in the country to the Wild Initiative. Um, It's been fun to watch Sam's journey personally over the years, and I've, I've been wanting to get him on. And I kind of always knew I wanted to get him onto the podcast, but I wanted to see, like, what was going to be that inflection point in which he made the jump, and it made sense. Because, you know, I've always wanted this podcast to be people that are making it in the outdoors, and sometimes that's people like Sam who are a little more fresh in the game. Or, you know, sometimes it's somebody who's a veteran like a, a Mark Boardman or a Scott Robinson. So um, trying to keep it fresh over here on Restless Native. All right, one quick announcement from Go Wild. We, if you, I think I mentioned this last episode at the end, uh, or at some point. Please go check out the um, near me feature. If you have your app open, tap the up at the top. There's a little near me, and it's going to filter your trail mix down to content that's being posted around you. And this isn't like the last hour, but it's it's like I mean it, it could be the last hour, but it's not just the last hour. It's going to pull content over like about a week or so span initially. And what it's doing is it's helping you find what other people are doing according to your interests. So you, you can actually either if you wanted to tap the, the compass and then go pick like bass fishing or deer hunting. Or if you tap that little map at the top right, you can pick any of those things too. And, and then you can say, these are the people that are, are near me doing that thing. So what we've actually invented is the ability to see what's happening near you. Uh, and you can filter it by category. It's awesome. I love it. It has given so much more depth to the app. It's cool to see what's happening across all of elk hunting. But maybe I want to see what's happening in elk hunting in my area. Oh, and, and Or maybe it's deer hunting in my area or bass fishing, trout fishing, fly fishing, whatever it is. You can filter by that. So I hope you guys try that out, test it out. And, uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback. But if you're having some kind of bug or something with it, uh, let us know. We haven't heard anything yet, but I would love to if, we are, if you are experiencing any problems with it because that's how we fix them. So check that out. That's all I got for today. Uh, again, thanks to Sam for coming on. Thanks to you guys for always spending so much of your, your week with me. It's always a pleasure to get to have people that sit down and give us their time to hear about um, the stories we can tell through this platform. That's it for today. I'm out. Thank you for listening to The Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com to get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from the Wild Initiative family, and more.